Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share my friends' God stories with you. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and will be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. This is episode 150 with my friend Angie Childers. Angie is a wife, mom to three, and a family physician. Today, Angie shares her story of when a little over five years ago, she and her husband, Eddie, heard the news that they were going to be the parents of a baby boy with Down syndrome. Angie shares the emotions that were whirling inside of her as she heard the news from her doctor, who was also a friend and a colleague. You will hear Angie's amazingly positive attitude when she realized she would not be on the mission field in another country, but her mission would be to be an advocate for her son, Asher. You will hear how the body of Christ showed up for them in prayer and in support. And she shares the best practical advice for a mom who is walking a similar path. She says, God doesn't make mistakes. He just doesn't. Okay, you may want to grab a tissue for this one, y'all. Here is my conversation with my friend, Angie Childers. Well, welcome to the podcast, Angie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, so we go back a few years. We were in Sunday school. I mean, we call it Bible Fellowship Life Group, but it's Sunday school. Um, We go back a few years when you and your husband, Eddie, and Jim, my husband, and myself were in the same Bible Fellowship in the same Sunday school class. Um, Before kids, I mean, all of that. And then after that, we moved, I think, to a different hour. And so we just haven't really been as connected except through Facebook. But um, I'm so excited that you are going to share your story today. And so welcome. Thanks. All right. So you have three kids, your wife, you're a doctor. Tell us a little bit about you and your family. Sure. Um, so my husband is Eddie, and we have three children. We have um, Addison is 10, Anna Kate is 8, and Asher is 5. And Asher has Down syndrome, and that's kind of the subject of what we're talking about today. Yeah, and so we live in the same uh, the same area outside of Memphis, Tennessee, and um, your kids are in school, and yes. mine and my son is too, so that's why we are able to do this, and you actually work half days every yes. morning, and you are a doctor, so tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm a family medicine doctor, and I work at a um, large community health center in town that's faith-based, and so it's in a underserved area of town so a lot of our patients just are below the poverty level and some of them don't have insurance and so it really is a ministry and I've been there 13 years so that's great and you also deliver babies sometimes right I did until I had my oldest so okay was there I did but I've stopped that because it doesn't really agree with (laughs) my life (laughs) yeah not at all that's right okay All right, well, let's dive in. So when you and Eddie found out that 
Asher, you were going to have Asher. Okay. So mm-hmm. you're third born. And then when did you find out that he had Down syndrome? Did you, um, did you find out on an ultrasound as you were doing doctor visits? Tell me your experience with that. Sure. We, when I was pregnant, so Asher was born in 2015. And when I was pregnant, probably within the past year, they had come out maybe longer with this new test. The generic term is non-invasive prenatal testing, which is a sample of a mom's blood that checks for fetal DNA and can check very early on from like, I think around nine or 10 weeks pregnant, you can determine if the child has trisomy 13, 18, or 21. And I'm sorry, I'm talking medical. The trisomy 21 is Down syndrome. And um, so I was... It, but the benefit also is that you can find out if it's a boy or girl. So a lot of people will choose the test just so they can find out early if it's a boy or girl. So we did that test. Um, I'm friends with my doctor. I went to med school with her and I actually worked with her for a few years until she went on her own. And she called me and told me that the test showed a 99% chance that he had Down syndrome. So how did you move from that. I mean, I remember, I I mean, even how, where, you know, with Easton, he was born in 2013. Um, they didn't have that. So, I mean, that is like really up to date, um, blood work that they had. I know a lot of people do that to find the gender of the baby. So tell me what you went when you were hearing her on the other side of the phone, what, what went through your mind? And as a doctor, you know, a lot more than, you know, a regular mom would know. Right. So, um, and, and it, I think it was probably difficult for her because she was my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you know, I knew there was increased risk. 50% of children have down, with Down syndrome have a heart defect. So I was worried about that. And I was, you know, excited it was a boy. And one of the things she said to me was, um, she said she has never had more clear of a vision that God gave her than when she thought of me sitting there because she knew Eddie, knew my two girls. She said, I just could picture y'all. She said, at first I was upset and then I could just see this clear vision of you and Eddie and the two girls with a little blonde headed boy who had Down syndrome and I knew everything was going to be okay. And I think, you know, I feel ashamed a little bit to admit it now because he's such a blessing. So part of me was thankful that it was Down syndrome because it's the most common genetic defect. So there's just, I don't think I even crossed my mind then, but there's just a lot of support. There's lots of other people who have experienced that. So there's a lot, there's really a big community, but also I was thankful that it wasn't one of the other trisomies because they're more, they're more at risk for the child to not make it. And so there was a little bit of relief that, okay, well, at least, you know, this is a child that is probably going to make it. And actually the life expectancy of a child with Down syndrome is 60. Um, But also I think most people who have a child with Down syndrome will say that they're sad and it's more like you're grieving the loss of the child you dreamed of. And I think just in our world and things have come a long way because when I went to school, there weren't children with Down syndrome in my class, like they were in a special education classroom. And now 
the world has changed and those children are included and so they're seen around school um so i think as adults we don't hopefully in the next generation it'll just be more it won't be so much of a grief process and you'll realize um that hey that's like my friend at school who had down syndrome that i went to school with my whole life you know instead of this unknown and worried about the medical conditions and the struggles and Hmm. all that. Well, and I remember on Facebook, you had posted something like when you were telling, you know, um, Facebook friends, like when you find out or if a friend of yours finds out that they are pregnant with um, a baby with Down syndrome, don't say, I'm so sorry, say congratulations. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think especially as believers and even people who aren't believers so they are going to bring up abortion um and so and actually a lot of people choose not to get the test because they say say things like oh it's not going to change anything so i'm not going to get the test in fact i was pregnant two of my other friends were pregnant at the same time and they didn't get the test for that reason and while we weren't considering abortion as a physician, I knew, first of all, I like to plan, and so I wanted to know if it's a boy or girl, but secondly, I knew that, yes, it would change things. Like, we went to a high-risk doctor. We saw a cardiologist while pregnant for the baby. I had testing done the last few weeks of pregnancy, and actually, that's why I got induced, was because the testing didn't look good, and had we not known that he had Down syndrome, um, I don't know what would have happened. I mean, hopefully everything would have been fine, but the Bible tells us that children are a gift from the Lord. I've wrapped my mind around this child as a gift from the Lord. God didn't make a mistake. We are, pers- we are going forward. This is our child. Mm-hmm. So if you over and over here and you've wrapped your mind around that and that's what you're doing, and then you hear, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Like that's, it's just like, you're sorry what that God chose my child and that you know he's going to look a little different than we planned so i think even as a physician like i don't think i knew that i didn't know that until mm-hmm. i went through it and i didn't even know it was the wrong thing to, to say but then when i did some research and i really thought about it, i'm like yeah i don't really want to hear a hundred times i'm sorry mm-hmm. i think another thing you could say is um like if again I'm a physician so the physician telling a patient I know this is overwhelming for you I know this is not what you expected so I think that shows empathy Mm -hmm. but it doesn't show I feel sorry for you Mm. you know what I mean and doesn't necessarily say it's bad or good it's just unexpected Mm. that's a that's a great piece of advice that is great and that's it makes sense it really does to show empathy Right. right um Wow. Okay. And you mentioned overwhelmed. I know there were times and probably even now that you're overwhelmed, you know, of what you need to do for him and school wise and, you know, all of that developmental and all the things. How has God been so present with you during that time when you are overwhelmed? So I, so the other thing that happened right when we found out is a million things kind of made sense in my life. Like for example, um, I always, always felt called to missions, like, um, or had a heart. For, I don't know. I, I'm probably using the wrong words, but I just had this soft spot in my heart for missions. And I had like, after I graduated college, I lived in France for a year and I 
went on medical mission trips and I mean, I was the, always the one traveling and um, I just, and my, at that right before, probably a week or two before I found out he had Down syndrome, my sister um, had her um, commissioning service for her family to go on the mission field. And we went to it because it was actually local. And so I even, you know, you're chit-chatting with at the little snack, you know, they have snacks afterwards. So I was chit-chatting with some ladies and they're like, well, you should, this one lady's like, you should go to France. You should be a missionary in France. If you speak French, you should. And I was like, I just don't feel like I'm supposed to go right now. Like I've just, I love missions. Every time I hear a missionary, I'm just drawn to it, but I just don't feel called. And then all of a sudden, and then also I never moved away from home, even though I like to travel, we've always stayed local. And whereas both my sisters who didn't necessarily travel as much as I did left. And it just, I'm like, why did I never, you know, why am I still in Memphis? And then it kind of made sense. Organization that I now have been with for 13 years, basically split in half a few months before that, I before I found out. And most of the people who left actually agreed with them for leave like I agreed with their reasoning for leaving but I just didn't feel called to like I didn't feel like the Lord was telling me to leave and I just stayed and because I stayed I had more flexibility to reduce my hours and so which I'm not sure I would have had I left and so all three of those things almost immediately made sense. Like the reason why I'm not on the mission field is because this is my mission. The reason why I'm close to home is because I need support. The reason why I didn't leave my job is I don't need to be worrying about a new job right now. Um, I need to worry about how I can make this work. Um, wow. Taking them to, you know, taking them to all the therapies. And it is overwhelming. And I'm a um, researcher and like just in personality. So I read all these books and, planned and try to do all the things and other people don't do that and it's just a different a difference in personality um but one of the things that God really I think I learned through it was when we were pregnant again 50% chance of a heart defect and so they thought well they did see um a ventricular septal defect on the fetal echo um and so we posted that on I just kind of decided to post everything on Facebook because I was like I don't want awkwardness when someone I haven't seen in a while mm -hmm. I run into and they're like oh you're expecting you know I just didn't right. want the awkwardness I just wanted to kind of direct everybody and this is what's going on this is the update you don't have to ask me I mean I know everybody's not on Facebook but that's just what how I chose to do it yeah and um so when we found that out we just basically guided everyone who loved us to pray that it would close and so I mean I think I just we had never gone through something that we needed so much prayer for and so I mean I would guess a thousand I, but definitely hundreds of people were praying for us like somebody would say oh the old sewing group you were on we're praying for y'all Hmm. Um, you know, and sure enough, um, it closed it. So they thought it had closed completely while I was still pregnant, but actually when I was born, he still had, it wasn't 100% closed. And they saw a couple other things that they didn't see, including the atrial septal defect that they didn't see before I delivered. But by my one month, but the atrial septal defect is not as, 
it can be closed through a cardiac cath and not require open heart surgery. And so the ventricular septal defect, which is the one that would have required open heart surgery, by the time I went to the one month follow-up had closed. Wow. When we went to go and get the atrial septal defect repaired, they thought there was a decent chance he would, it was big enough, they thought he might need open heart surgery. So they booked the OR at the same time as they were doing the cardiac cath with the plan that if this doesn't go well, they, he basically said it's a 50-50 chance. This doesn't go well, we're just going to roll him next door since he's already asleep mm -hmm. under anesthesia. And again, we just asked for prayers and again, just hundreds of people, if it seemed, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was, mm -hmm. prayed and um, and not that it didn't mean that, you know, God wasn't listening or people didn't pray for us if it hadn't, but sure enough, it, they were able to get it and they thought it was very difficult and they were surprised, but um, it closed. They got it. Wow. That's so. awesome. Well, it's neat to see the body of Christ just come around y'all and, exactly. and, you know, in prayer and lifting y'all up and encouraging y'all. And I love how you also said that was surprising. What has been the most surprising Thing about your journey as a mom of a special needs kid? I think that people don't realize, um, or the thing I didn't realize, I kept reading like, oh, they're a joy, it's a joy, it's a blessing, and there's even like a hashtag, if you search like hashtag lucky few, the lucky mm -hmm. few, Yeah, a million pictures of children with Down syndrome will come up, and it's hard to explain before you have the baby, but like, it's the biggest blessing I've ever had. Like it, like I do consider myself the lucky few. Like, wow. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, he's a joy. Um, if someone said, would you, and I had read this before and I'm like, I just don't see how that's going to be true in my life. But if someone said, would you take the down syndrome away from him? I would say, no. Um, I would say I would, I would, wish things were easier for him and he didn't have to work so hard but I feel and we say oh well we don't define him by down syndrome on one hand but on the other hand there's something about it that just makes him so special and such a blessing that I wouldn't change it hmm. that's awesome and I love that you brought up that uh hashtag the lucky few because of um, you know, awareness of kids with Down syndrome. And I know Rocktober is something that we just talked about. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and the awareness that Rocktober brings to Down yeah. syndrome. So kids. I'm not sure who even invented it, but basically we, a lot of us call our kids, um, say that they're rocking their extra chromosome because they have, you know, an extra copy of the 21st chromosome. So October is Down syndrome awareness month and so we basically I, I got it from somewhere I can't remember where but basically changed October to Rocktober I love that to celebrate our kids hmm. so what is something you want people to know it's maybe some practical advice um, for a mom that has a child that is either has a medical difficulty or maybe hearing a diagnosis what would you tell her um, I think that I would I think just God doesn't make mistakes. I mean, it, he just doesn't. And I know that that's, I think it's more difficult with a medical diagnosis, um, you know, because that's usually not good news, you know, but um, 
just the Lord is sovereign. And I also think you can do it. Like you can do it. You've got this. Um, as much as you don't think you can. Hmm. That's good. And was there any specific scripture or specific things that you saw that maybe your friends did, or maybe just a scripture verse that just stuck out to you during the time of you really coming to terms with acceptance and, and to see the joy that he would bring to your life? Yeah. So, um, I have a couple. So first, just his name, if you don't mind me sharing that. He, um, so both my girls had a name. So we're like, well, I guess we got to do an A name for him. And so we wanted to do something biblical. And my middle daughter's name is Anna Kate. And we had chosen, I mean, Anna's biblical. Um, so um, we were thinking about Asher and we weren't, you know, sure, weren't sold on it. And then we read that Anna was in the same tribe of Israel as Asher and we're like, okay, done deal. And then also (laughs) happy blessed. And then we chose Samuel as his middle name because um, it means God heard and that the verse first Samuel one 27, I think a lot of us know, but I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him and then I another verse kind of towards the end of my pregnancy um just thinking about how his heart defect had been corrected or healed um Psalms 126 3 the Lord has done great things for us and we are we are filled with joy just because I do think because again I probably would have been the same way um I think some people just felt sorry for us. And I just wanted to say, we're fine. You know, we're, we're thankful and we're filled with joy. Um, and I mean, there's ups and downs, like, especially during, before I met him, um, just ups and downs of the um, pregnancy was like a roller coaster, just all those high risk visits. And like um, afterwards, one of my other friends, had a baby and I had to go to so I delivered at one hospital but my friend delivered another and I was her some stuff was going on so I wanted to go visit her and it was the same hospital that I'd had all those high-risk visits at and there, I loved the high-risk doctor I had actually kind of hand-picked him I'd known him and so but you go into those appointments and it's like oh you have a heart defect oh he's you know mm. and sometimes news and sometimes it's bad news it's just a roller coaster and so just even going to visit my friend, it was the first time I'd gone back and I just thought, oh my goodness, I'm so nervous going in here because it just reminds me of all those ups and downs during the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it probably makes you definitely more empathetic to others right. that have kids that have a medical diagnosis or something, you know, news that they're finding out that they're not prepared for. Well, and also, I think you also had uh you know, because of your medical background, I think that probably gave you a lot of benefit to know a lot more and, and to research and, you know, know the questions to ask. Right. It can be good and bad, right? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Too much, Because I would be like, what's the percentage of chance that he is going to, Mm. I'm going to have a miscarriage because I'd read that and he's like, I can't tell you, you know, like, Mm. like, because I'd read it was, it is high. And uh, he's like, I, I'm, you know, and then you, I could read his face. Again, I knew him. 
And so he'd come in with a stern look on his face and knew he had bad news. Mm. So, mm. Um, but wow. yeah, it, it, I do think it's beneficial in the overall, but definitely it makes you more, you know, sometimes you can know a little too much. A little too much. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So now when you're looking back, you know, at uh, where you are now and having Asher and having him as the, you know, completed part of your family, what would you tell yourself back then? I would, I think, I mean, I'm a little bit ashamed that I was upset. Like, I think, um, but I mean, at the same time, that's normal and that, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think like, it's going to be okay. Like, it's going to be fine. It's the biggest blessing you've ever had and it, you're going to love it. Mm. Well, you can see the joy he brings to everyone he yeah. meets. I mean, everybody. And he was actually in a, um, wasn't he on Crew Cuts? It's a, a yeah. haircutting place here yeah. in local in Memphis area. And, uh, and he was in their ad, which is yeah. a great, a great thing, you know, bringing yeah. that awareness. So what is something that you wish everybody would know about children with Down syndrome? Um, I think the thing about down syndrome is is you can you walk in a he walks in a room and someone sees him and they already think oh he has down syndrome so whatever that person's background is is what they think if they had a little friend neighborhood friend growing up that had down syndrome they're like oh great he has down syndrome if they you know don't have any experience or have a bad experience and he's automatically judged by his appearance I think people, because they, they're like, oh, he has Down syndrome, they think, oh, well, he must not be able to know. He probably, he's five, so they're probably thinking, oh, he doesn't know his letters. He doesn't know his numbers. He doesn't know his shapes. He's not learning to read. And he is, you know. And so I think um, the other thing is he's pretty significantly speech delayed, and so we're working on speech. And so once you get to talk to him, if he doesn't answer your questions, you think, here's a good example last week we went to an indoor water park and he went down the slide and then he decided he wanted to climb back up you know how everybody does at the playground and here comes a little girl and I'm like Asher get off the slide go down the slide and this man goes it's okay he doesn't understand and I'm like yes he does you know so I think and the guy didn't even know that he's spatially but I think we just have an assumption um, as a society that if someone has a developmental delay then they we assume what they do and do not know and so I think um, that we should over expect instead of under expect and um, I think that's the biggest thing I would like for people to know and I think probably most parents would say the same thing and just that again his main thing right now is that you see him and then you talk to him and then he doesn't answer your question so you assume he doesn't understand what you're saying or know the answer to the question when he does Mm, that's great that's good advice are there any books that you have that you would suggest for uh somebody that is walking that road so i'm a little bit biased um because <laughs> uh there's this I, I, but honestly i think it's a good book so there's a book called gifts um and it has something else afterward like uh my, it's basically it's a collaboration of moms who wrote their story about their child with down syndrome and so it probably has 50 something stories in it 
Well, when I when Astra was maybe one or two, they did an update of it, the 10th anniversary edition, and mine got my story got selected, so it's in there. Some little mm. bias, but I read it before, you know, I even knew they were doing a, another edition. But basically, it has so many stories in there that you're bound to relate to one of them. So that's what I like about it. It's just, I mean, they're all encouraging. They're all, you know, if you don't, well, I don't really. This isn't. Uh, nothing like this lady the next story will be somebody you're like so I think it's it's definitely good for moms okay that's good what about for other kids maybe for siblings or so just you know anybody's kids that have you know want to kind of bridge that gap of knowledge and know a little bit more about down syndrome there um there's a few and some of them are aged I mean there's several children's books some of them are appropriate for different ages um so um let's paint the octopus red is a good one for that's probably of the ones i've read my favorite it basically um is for like preschool to probably first grade and it's a story of a uh, child who they were having a new baby and the baby had down syndrome and they were talking about well she might not be i can't remember if it's a boy or girl but she may not be able to do this and she's like um it ends up like well can she paint and can, maybe we'll paint the octopus red so it, it's just a really sweet story um and there are several like them but that's probably my favorite okay good well thanks so much for coming on and sharing a little glimpse of your story and just the process and how god has been faithful and putting the um the body of christ around y'all during the mm -hmm. time um, that you needed it and continue to need it and just giving us more awareness of um the joys of having and parenting a, a child with down syndrome at the end of each episode, I ask my guests, what are they eating, reading, and loving? It's just a fun little thing. So what, Angie, are you eating, reading, and loving these days? So I've started really enjoying popcorn cooked on the stove as a snack. Okay. Um, which probably isn't the best thing for you with the oil. But, um, and then, honestly, I listen to a lot of podcasts and listen to, like, audio books because I don't have a whole lot of time to read, but... I'm reading a book on behavior, like making, it's called po Supporting Positive Behaviors in Children with Down syndrome. It's kind of, you know, a boring book, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Loving, actually, about a year ago, because now Asher's in school five days a week, all three of my girl kids are, um, and I work three days a week, so I, I love crafts and always have, and once Asher was in school instead of at home when I'm off work um just had a little bit more time and so I started um actually doing crafts and doing a craft like crafts fairs I did last year although they're canceled for COVID and I actually have a little booth at um painted tree here um with some of my crafts so I've just enjoyed honestly a lot of my free time is doing that but I enjoy it like I enjoy making things so okay that's neat so do you have is it online or is it the painted tree the, so I have a little Facebook group called, it's called Dr. Craftsy. Um, <laughs> I love it. I know, Eddie made it up. C-R-A-F-T-S-Y. Um, and so that's a little Facebook group. I probably should, probably around the holidays, I'll make it more active. But then at Painted Tree, um, I have a booth. It's C-19, um, 
<laughs> local but so I put stuff in there and it's just fun and it's not you know it's not my full-time job or anything like that but it's just fun and I mean who knows if it last for years it may be something that one of my kids wants to help with in the future or something like that so that's awesome yeah well thanks for coming on the podcast today i really appreciate your time you're a busy mom and i um thank you for encouraging us today yeah thank you who wasn't that great i loved hearing from angie she was so encouraging and i got teary uh when i listened But thanks so much for joining me for this conversation today with my friend, Angie. You can connect with her in her Facebook group and you can find the link of it in the show notes at renrobbins.com slash podcast. Okay, and one more thing. Would you do me a favor? Would you consider sharing this episode with a friend, especially if you have a friend who is a mom of a child with special needs? I know how that would mean so much to a mom who is just needing some encouragement today. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friend.